Beach Boys, episode eight. Eight, right? I think yep. we're on episode eight. I'm eight. losing count now. <laughs> we're getting up there. Getting up there. Uh, last episode, I uh, want to give another thanks to uh, Dr. Craig Wright for joining us. Uh, we apologize for the sound quality on that last podcast. Uh, it was pretty brutal, but we it's a technical difficulty. We should, we should probably apologize to him, too, because we kind of wasted a little bit of his time there trying to get that figured out. So kind of the reason why yeah. it sounds so good is we just wanted to kind of get going on it. Um, so sorry, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's why we also kind of wrote a transcription for it too. So definitely check that out on our website or on yours, yours.org. We like kind of broke it down, bolded um, certain parts really big points that we thought that, you know, didn't want to make sure they go on notice, you know. I don't know about you, Connor, but for me, I learned a lot in that interview, not only just about Bitcoin, but in life in general, too. Yeah, I think the world that uh, Bitcoin Cash is going to eventually create. Over the next few days, I had so many other questions I thought of, too, that I would like to ask, but maybe we'll have to to try and have a conversation with him again. But I did really like right. a lot of the things that he was talking about. My favorite part, probably, I really enjoyed his perspective on a kind of a, a, a economy of culture emerging. I never really thought of that. You know, his whole point about, you know, black baseball players, that became a thing because of the economics of it, right? It was profitable for leagues to hire black baseball players. So, it's some, just something interesting to think about where kind of good values become good values are valuable, right? So if a culture is kind of subject to the whim of, of a free market, then, then usually the best value culture will win. Right. That was, uh, that was pretty interesting too. And I, I really, I really liked the one quote that you tweeted the other day about how trade, uh, it forces us to interact with each other. And I'll, I'll just read the quote. We should look at everything that all of us do and where it creates growth, where it forces us to be better people. We have to discard the rest. We get this from trade because we have to deal with people from trade. That is the world that Bitcoin Cash is going to bring. I mean, yeah, I never really thought about it like that. That, that, was, that kind of blew my mind a little bit. Um, you never really think, you always think of trade, you know, just trying to move around goods. You never really think about how it actually forces people to interact with each other. And well, I think then, that's part of Bitcoin, right? I mean, this is the first time I think global trade like this has been able to exist on a, on a scale like it, like it is about to be, right? Free trade right. like this never been, never happened before. Yeah, I mean, we, we never have had this, actually, you know, like, because it was so hard to trade back in, back in the olden, old days, you know, and now that we're, you know, digitally connected pretty much to everywhere around the world, we now have the opportunity to actually implement a free, free market on a global scale uh, for trading, and 
and I was talking to someone the other day a little bit about it, you know, and it, the whole free market aspect of, you know, if one country is doing bad things, we now have more options in other areas to get resources. So, I mean, we can, Craig pretty much said that we can call people out on their shit. Um, Borders kind of go away, right? You kind of, right. the nationalist right. tendencies of countries goes away. Right. And I mean, it's kind of similar too. Like if, um, like, I don't know, something like McDonald's or Wendy's, you know, if McDonald's does something that I don't like, you know, I go to Wendy's then. Or it just, those will start to be more on a bigger scale, I think, in terms of global trade in different countries. I, I think we are a long way from that. I'm not going to say that that's going to happen in the next five years, but I've never really thought about what the world's going to look like in 20 years. And having that conversation with Craig was like, whoa, you know, <laughs> I was kind of looking five to 10 years down the road. Yeah, he's um, thinking 30. And then never really thought about where we're actually going 20 years down the road. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> 30, 50, yeah. I really liked in that same kind of vein. He made a really good point about Bitmain that no one has ever said that I've seen. He, he pretty much said, I don't think Bitmain will be there in 10 years. And then I've really been thinking about that a lot since. He's probably 100% right. I, you know, they just released another miner the other day. And it was like for, I didn't even heard of the coin. Sort of the B binero. I, I didn't know what it was. It, 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 and it's like, that's a really good point. They're, they could be putting all this R&D into making better Bitcoin miners, which I'm not saying they aren't. They probably are. But I think Craig's whole argument was, well, <laughs> they're not just focusing on Bitcoin. And I'm sure that there are some other com- companies that are, right? So right. the nature of competition right. will probably force them out. And the yeah. more ironic part is you have this conversation with anybody who isn't a Bitcoin cash maximalist, which is Bitcoin, which is what we're going to talk about today, then they're probably like, <laughs> so they already hate Bitmain, right? But then if you say, well, Bitmain's going to be irrelevant because they're producing Ethereum miners, <laughs> they're going to be like, no, that, what? Like, it just makes them, <laughs> you probably see some cognitive dissonance play out there. <laughs> right. If you take that viewpoint. Right. But I like that. And I also liked his, uh, when he was talking about Bitmain too, he's like, if you're distributing your research, you're not focusing. Yep. And I think uh, in today's business, I think that's usually sometimes like what the norm is. You know, it's kind of like you shoot a shotgun and see, you know, see what what works out best instead of um, you know really going for like the one shot sniper. You know. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know if that's the right analogy, but sure. you know, it's pretty much you know, you got to focus. And then in me too, I started thinking about, well, what about outside of Bitmain? You know, if Bitmain's distributing their research everywhere, what about all these other businesses? You know, no one's even thinking about this kind of stuff. Right. It's, it's going to be an interesting time, I think, when eventually this does start to evolve and start to get mainstream adoption, at least in um, 
you know, the more developed countries, I think, you know, we kind of talked about this a little bit, how things, um, things are going to start rolling out towards poorer countries. I think that's going to be really cool to see because I think it'll actually start to add a little bit more stability towards the, towards the price of Bitcoin cash, even though I don't like to talk about it too much, but I think, um, we're in like a highly speculative market right now. No one's actually using their cryptocurrencies too much right now, except for, except for the Bitcoin Cash community. I mean, we're sending this stuff around like no other. <laughs> but um, it will be, it will be interesting to kind of see, you know, how business models are going to have to change and adjust to adopt uh, to Bitcoin Cash. And that was a very interesting take. I. Yeah. I haven't heard anyone say that about Bitmain either. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, everyone hates Bitmain. They just right go now. Monopoly, 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 which... Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Well, imagine how much uh, the crypto market would hate them if they just did Bitcoin Cash too, though. <laughs> yeah, dude. But, I mean, do we even care, though? Do we even care? No. No. Not at all. Okay. Because, I mean, right now, you know, yeah, they're trying to snag up as much profit as they can right now, but... Mm-hmm. That so soon change. I also I, maybe we can just move on, but I did want to. I think this is something everyone should go back and listen to. I don't think it probably does too much justice. Maybe the way that, well, I don't know. I he kind of echoed the whole Satoshi is dead sentiment too. And it was just very interesting. Yeah. He said, "If we take the band Queen, after Freddie Mercury died, so did Queen." They may have another singer and go on tour, but they're now a tribute band. Without Freddie Mercury, the other three with other singers are a tribute band. Without him, as good as the other guys are, they had a great guitarist and drummer, but without Freddie Mercury, they're not Queen. He said, at the end of the day, if there was a group and there's no longer a group, then there is nothing. I thought that was really a good way of putting it. Very uh, elegant. So, but anyway, yeah. uh, we should give a shout out to. Uh, I don't want to mispronounce his name. Is it Chris Shul? That's his Twitter handle, at least, right? I know it's the TKJ podcast on YouTube. Yeah, he had some uh, really nice words to say about us. And he did an interview yeah. with EPCH, the guy EPCH. It was really good. So go check him out. He, I think he did a really good job. So Yeah, and he mentioned that uh, he's trying to get some some big interviews here soon, too. So definitely, you know, something to keep an eye on, you know, in terms of educational resources, you know, definitely go back through his podcast and check, check it all out. Yeah. So, Should we get into the main thesis out. of today? Huh? Let's get into the main thesis of today. So all right. there's been some controversy in the past week. I don't actually know when this happened, but if you go to Bitcoin.com. And in the top right, you hit the drop-down menu as to what you want to kind of look at, what currency. It says Bitcoin, parentheses, BCH. And then it says Bitcoin Core, parentheses, BTC. And so what do the BTC users go out and do? (laughs) They have gone out and... Fraud. Yeah, I don't know who they've complained to. I think the FTC was one of them. Um, they've complained to the state, essentially. 
to get Roger Veer locked up again. That scammer Roger Veer. Get him locked up. Fraud, fraud. Fraud. And so that's cool, I guess. So, Connor, who owns the Bitcoin name? Oh, it's certainly <laughs> certainly not Charlie Lee, and it's certainly not any of the core people. That's for sure. And you know why? Because it's a open source protocol. So no one owns anything. It, who was it that said that? Well, it, it does have a definition, though, through the white paper. Oh, that's a good point. There is a definition we can rely on for what is Bitcoin, yeah. isn't there? What, I mean, in my opinion, no one owns it. It's slipping my mind. What is, what is the name of the... What is Bitcoin defined as in the white paper? I think it's a electronic cash, uh, peer-to-peer cash system. Oh. <laughs> is that right? It's supposed to be used as cash? Bitcoin? Yeah. Not, uh, not a store of value, gold. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Okay, so... Let's go through it. We have Bitcoin.com announcing that Bitcoin is BCH, which they've been pretty much doing for a long time. Ryan Charles saw him tweet it out, uh, Bitcoin parentheses BCH, and then his Twitter account got it. <laughs> uh, you should have seen it just like flooded with trolls. It was awesome. And then Gavin Andreessen said, who owns the word dollar? Did you see that? Yeah, thought that was I, yeah, I like that. Good way of putting it. So maybe we can break it down. If maybe we can figure out logically which one is Bitcoin. Does that sound good to you? Yeah, I right. like that. So I'm going to start with like that idea. Um, well, well, we'll start with the title of the white paper: Bitcoin, a peer-to-peer electronic cash system. Okay, that's the title. So I'm going to go to bitcoin.org okay so this is a btc affiliated website <laughs> their website the top three things they they mentioned specifically are peer-to-peer transactions borderless payments and fraud protection so those are the three things that they tout about bitcoin and then they say Bitcoin uses peer-to-peer electronic or technology to operate with no central authority or banks. Managing transactions and the issuing of Bitcoins is carried out collectively by the network. So that's pretty interesting. I find that kind of interesting because Lightning Network is a separate network that would manage transactions. So I think Bitcoin.org has a little bit more editing to do. But the reason why I bring this up is because if you actually go to archive.org, and you look up the Bitcoin.org main website paper, they specifically had to take out phrasing that said cheap. I'm trying to get the exact word here. I'm going on archive.org. Pulling up the Wayback Machine. So as recently as 2017, I mean, his website is Snapchat. Snapshot a lot. That's kind of funny. Low processing fees. So fast peer-to-peer transactions, worldwide payments, and low processing fees, which would make it a pretty good cash system, right? If the low processing fees was true. Today, Bitcoin.org, instead of worldwide payments, it's interestingly now borderless payments. And then instead of 
low processing fees. It is fraud protection. Okay. They're really they're really trying to go for the secure aspect, which is kind of funny. It's really just preying on an inability of people to understand, in my opinion. Right. Yeah, and like I was just kind of going through the abstract here. Digital signatures provide part of the solution, but the main benefits are a loss of a trusted third party. What is a channel in a lightning network? I think it's a trusted third party. essentially a trusted party. third party? Now, I don't know how many people are going to get to admit to that, but... Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, man, it's just frustrating, you know? Because, I mean, Bitcoin Cash is is the real bitcoin i mean and i have a lot of people say oh well you need to develop things things can always get better blah 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 things can get better okay but if you're going to change the protocol you're an altcoin that's what altcoins are right yes so i mean i don't i know people probably rip on me that now you know saying it's an altcoin but whatever well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> we're already in this, um, in this as Bitcoin Cash is Bitcoin already. But I mean, Bitcoin Core is is an altcoin. The main thing, up a lot right? of stuff. So we're kind of, I think, we could probably just dive right in, right? So on the BTC side of things, it's specifically the thing is that there's just not really a defined framework here, right? So that they can say, I have a feeling. You could argue, like a lot of them go, well, we're going to increase the block size eventually. It's like, okay, well, Luke Dashir wants to decrease the block size. So the messaging isn't on point. Adam Back, for example, right? He was like, yeah, we should increase it now and then double it and then double it again. So that by 2019, BTC would have eight megabyte blocks, right? So if, if, the, the, if we just talk about actions... Their actions say they don't want this to be a cash system. They want it to be a settlement layer for the Lightning Network, right? Right. They want it to be a settlement layer that validates the settlement of transactions. They don't want to actually validate transactions on the network, okay? So, I mean, if you look at what a credit card is to cash, it's pretty much what it is too, you know? Credit cards are a sediment layer to transactions of actual cash. Do you, so I've been looking through the white paper, and I can't find where Cyclit and the Lightning Network are mentioned either. I don't know, yeah, do that's a, not there. No, it's not? <laughs> that is not there. <laughs> I did a control F multiple times. Did not, did not work. Um, Interesting. And another thing, and another, you know, we talk about user nodes and minor nodes a lot on the show. Um, Section 5, the network, um, bullet 3. Each node works on finding a difficult proof of work for its block. Now, if I'm a user node, how the hell do I find a difficult proof of work? Yeah. That's the core of the issue. That's the core of the issue. So you have one protocol that wants to 
develop for users, for user nodes, right? And then one that is developing for actual nodes. And the actual nodes are defined here. See, even calling a user node a, a node is almost misleading. Because you're really just taking in data after the fact. You're not participating in anything, right? Right. So, yep. So, and, and, you know, we talked about this a little bit, but you're seeing this still on the Bitcoin Cash side of things where there still is a lot of people that want to develop, I guess, or, or um, design the network around user nodes still like mattering, I guess. But if we still take what is defined as Bitcoin from the white paper, then they don't matter. They aren't part of the network. They, they, they maybe have a role to play, right? And they're allowed to participate how they would like to. And I'm not saying get rid of all of them, but by definition, they're not, they're not running the network. They're not actually doing anything. Right. And, and while so, why would we it, talked about this a little bit with Craig too, how he was, uh, he said the miners are the heart of Bitcoin. Um, with any system, if you cut it out, it dies. Then I also thought this was interesting. If the miners stop propagating a block, the block stop propagating. If a user stops propagating, nothing. Nothing happens. Um, and he actually said they have a personal fork that doesn't mine. So let's just say theoretically, <laughs> they have that personal fo fork of user nodes that doesn't mine. Um, how big is that block going to get? Or how big will that block need to get? Definitely not one megabyte if it's an ever ongoing block because it's never going to get solved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I thought that was kind of interesting too. You know, it, I don't know, just these false narratives how users don't trust miners. It's, I get it. I don't know because I feel sometimes that, you know, people just have. Some people have some serious trust issues with a system. And a lot of people that you know, are attracted to Bitcoin too, they, they have a lack of trust for organizations. So I think they like that idea that they could theoretically hold other people accountable by collecting all these transactions. But that's, that's, it just doesn't work that way. You know, like, and the miners are incentivized, to be honest. And I don't think anyone really understands that on the core side. I think they they literally are so um, kind of self-conscious about it that that they don't trust a system that would be incentivized, honestly. Um, well, they don't trust capitalism. Uh, it, it's, uh, you yeah. know, even Craig got a little bit of crap. When he went out, his, you know, he's talking about socialists. He's in our interview. He's like <laughs> dead spot on. Like it, it's not even up for debate. I'm just saying this because I saw a lot of people. I can't remember where it was, whether it was on Twitter or Reddit or what. But it was just like, oh, socialism. Why is it? You know, Sweden, Denmark. You know, the typical like, well, Sweden and Denmark, right? Like. Not, you know, Craig can't just say that. Like, it's whatever. It's like entirely missing the point. It's entirely misunderstanding how Bitcoin works. If Bitcoin is simply just miners competing, 
than is by design capitalist. So this is the other part of the problem. Because I've had this honest conversation with people. I don't think people on the on the core side of things actually trust capitalism, actually like capitalism. Um, they might say they do, but I've, and I've had personal conversations with people on the core side who are like openly like, yeah, you know, I'm socialist leaning. It's like, okay, so you don't understand Bitcoin? You don't get Bitcoin? So this is the thing. You can't now be like, you're not Bitcoin. Because it's like, well, sorry, you don't understand Bitcoin to the point where you want to actually build collectivism into a competitive system, right? And we're kind of getting off track here, right? So the whole point, if we're going to now logically deduce this, to be like, okay, well, what is Bitcoin, right? This is Bitcoin, Bitcoin Core. First of all, I would say that you can make a logical argument they are both Bitcoin, and that's what people don't want to hear. They don't want to hear that we are just as valid to the Bitcoin name. They're just saying we have every right to the Bitcoin name like they do, right? That's what they don't want. Right. That's why you don't see them calling things B-Gold, B-Diamond with all these other forks. They only call Bitcoin Cash B-Cash because they understand how threatening it is to attach Bitcoin to the name of what Bitcoin is. I was about is. to say that too. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's entirely... You only, a, attack, you only attack the things that are actually threatening. You know? Yep. And in the context of, okay, well... I'm a user coming in. We've talked about this. We've talked about this, but I want to reiterate this point. I'm a user coming into Bitcoin. I've never, I've never even touched Bitcoin. Barely even know what it is. Okay. So they go, oh, Bcash calling themselves Bitcoin will confuse new users and it's a, a net negative for the Bitcoin ecosystem, the crypto ecosystem, right? What is more negative than Someone I know getting ten free dollars of Bitcoin from Coinbase last December, asking me, "Okay, what do I do with it?" And then I have to tell them, uh, "Don't touch it. Leave it in that trusted third party, because you're going to pay forty dollars to move that in a timely manner." Right. Right. You don't even have enough money to cover the transaction fee from that ten dollars. So, what is more damaging to Bitcoin? That being someone's first experience with Bitcoin. We're actually using what Bitcoin is always meant to be as cash. Right. And I think, I think that's another, um, another issue we have. Just talking about exchanges. We've talked about exchanges on the show before. A lot of people, I think, are just in this for the investment aspect. And the conversations that I have with people that treat it as an investment... They're like, oh, yeah, it's like a stock goes up in value, you sell it higher, goes lower. To those people, I want to ask, like, because a stock is actually money that goes into a company and that company can use, right? So, essentially, there's getting, there's some use in the money that is being invested into a company in order to make sure that the company can succeed and progress, correct? With Bitcoin, Bitcoin Core, what company are you providing support for? I know. Like, <laughs> you aren't, if you're supporting a cash system, 
you're not doing that anymore, okay? You're just, you're buying a, and I can see people saying the commodity purpose, but I'm talking specifically to people that treat it like a stock. Because I think, I, I will get to the commodity side of it as well. But to the stock side, it, it doesn't support any kind of company. So in a way, if it doesn't support any kind of company and you're not using it, you're just kind of hoping that the price goes up, um, it's nothing but a Ponzi scheme. It is nothing but a Ponzi scheme. And I'll come out and say it. Bitcoin Core is a Ponzi scheme. I don't give a shit. Yep. <laughs> and it, it, it's, it's sad to see that because like today, I saw on the TV earlier, PayPal's, the former Pay- PayPal CEO came out and said, he's like, I'll be, I'll be the one to say it. Bitcoin's a Ponzi scheme. Um, and, and he's right. He, he's right. It is a Ponzi scheme. And it's going to be sad to see if this thing tanks and a lot of people lose a lot of money, you know? And that in itself is going to hurt the cryptocurrency system a little bit, you know? Yep. It's going to set us set us back. They're going to blame it on us. You know that, right? Yeah. It's going to be and, our fault. And you'll have people, too, that... Well, that we're intrigued by cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin, and then if if they get burned, then it's going to hurt the whole system because they're not going to trust another one. They're going to be like, oh, well, what what's the difference now? What's the oh like the, fool me once, you know, fool me twice. That's my fault, you know. It, um, it it's sad to see that. Bitcoin Core is a Ponzi scheme. And the, to the people that want to treat it as a commodity, again, go to go towards utility. Um, a commodity is something that, you know, is usually used, like water or like beans or something like that. It's like a physical thing. Um, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, Bitcoin is just like magic, magical money, unicorn money. And if you're not using it, it, it is, you know. It's not money. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing, and this is why I'm so passionate about Bitcoin Cash. It's Bitcoin Cash. All the people that are working on top of it, they're planning to make this usable everywhere. And it will be usable everywhere. And they're trying to make it usable everywhere in poor countries as well. We're not leaving people behind. Okay. Samson Mao. Bitcoin is not for people under two dollars a day. CSO blockchain. Yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, and the people that come to Bitcoin and say that, oh yeah, they want to create a better world. You know, you're you're not doing that. You're not doing that with Bitcoin Core anymore. All you're doing with Bitcoin Core is creating even a further of a wealth gap, in the, in particularly developed countries too. You know, if if financial institutions are going to start using this, they're going to start investing money into this. And um, you're only creating further of a wealth gap because it is it isn't regulated. You know, it's more room for tampering. Um, then how do I see Roger? Hmm? I need to be able to see Roger, though. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Roger's scamming me, dude. He's defrauding us. Yep. Yeah. I can't believe. What a fraud! What a fraud! Roger controls so much, dude. Right. He controls. I think so he's much. responsible yeah. for the Pump Earth turning around the its axis. It's kind of crazy. So, but let's see. But yeah, I kind of ran it there. But main the main thing I want to get across is Bitcoin Cash is supposed to be used. Bitcoin um, it, is it, supposed to be used. A, Bitcoin is supposed to yeah because we were talking Bitcoin Cash is Bitcoin. Bitcoin is supposed to be used globally, and until that happens, we're gonna keep working. You know, we're gonna keep working until that happens. And you know what, dude? Even in the white paper, they're talking about double spends. They're talking about all these things that Core killed with replaced by fee. Replaced by fee completely destroyed any chance of you taking a zero confirmation payment. Segwit, literally a subsidy on miners, a subsidy, right? Lightning Network, a mesh settlement layer. Well, well, uh-uh. Bitcoin becomes a settlement layer for a mesh network, essentially. So I think you could logically deduce, if you start from the very beginning and you say, okay, well, Bitcoin is supposed to be a peer-to-peer electronic cash system where miners are competing on an equal footing and every node of the network is a miner and it's built on economic incentives and economic incentives encourage nodes to stay honest and the incentives work. Sorry, Emin, but the incentives work. Okay. Oh, and by the way, the white paper also talks about how you can uh, save storage space as well by hashing blocks. Okay. So let's see, where else are we? Oh, SPV, simplified payment verification. Uh, SPV doesn't, SPV doesn't work according to core. SPV isn't good. It's not, it's not like running a node. Come on. It's frustrating, man. It's it's, frustrating. It, it, none of this makes any sense. It, it, none of it makes any sense whatsoever. So then let's talk about the fact that, okay, so you have a fork. Okay. So if Bitcoin cash isn't Bitcoin, then tell me how this could possibly be true. Anyone that owned Bitcoin in 2016, for example, now owns the equivalent of Bitcoin BCH. So, so really think about that. Let's say, imagine you're you're an individual. You have let's just say you have a thousand U.S. dollar equivalent of Bitcoin on a paper wallet, right? And you want to spend that money now. I know, because God forbid you spend your Bitcoin, but Let's say you want to spend your money. But let's say you're not going to... I don't need to know which chain you're going to spend the money on. Okay? The point of the matter is, is that your Bitcoin is valid on both chains. You can spend the Bitcoin on both chains. Right? So, if your UTXO set is the same between chains... There is nothing that makes one chain more valid than the other, which is why I will concede that Bitcoin Core has the same right to the Bitcoin name. The reason why I'm not going to call it Bitcoin, the reason why when I talk to anybody else, if I'm having a conversation with you and I say, well, I have, you know, when we send money to each other, which we do it because we use Bitcoin, I don't say I'm sending you five Bitcoin cash. You know, I don't do that. That's a lot. (laughs) 
I'm not sending you five whatever. I'm sending you five bitcoins, right? Because to me, that's all they are. That's all I'm doing. I'm participating in a peer-to-peer electronic cash system on chain. So right. I have every right to say that, just like everyone on BTC has every right to say that they're spending bitcoins, they're moving bitcoins, whatever else. But what's going to happen when the miners understand that they make more money on a Bitcoin cash chain that scales? I think that is something very, very interesting to keep an eye on. And if you do watch our show and have Bitcoin Core, I just want to say be careful. <laughs> because if the miners, the miners switch and they're mining Bitcoin Cash, there's going to be no, the mempool is going to get stacked because people are going to try moving their money, okay? It already is right now, by the way, but yeah. It is? Well, I mean, it's just, in general, the, the mempool has been, the transaction fees yeah. have gone up. I've noticed the mempool has been kind of filling up the yeah. past, past couple of days. Um, but if, if that happens, though, you're not going to be able to get your transaction to go through. Or you're gonna to have to pay an insane fee to make sure it gets through, and you're gonna to have to try and get it to an exchange. And if there's no miners, there's no one to validate those transactions. Now I'm obviously painting out a very crazy scenario that that would happen. I I actually kind of think that um, if this scenario were to ever happen, I think there would be a group of miners that would essentially say, okay, we're going to make an announcement that we're going to mine Bitcoin for, you know, this amount, period of time, and then that's it. Like, we're done. But, you know, just kind of as like, I don't know. There will be a proof of work change. There's going to be a proof of work change. They've been setting the stage for it for a long time here now. They're going to set a proof of work change. I I actually think Bitcoin Cash is going to be attacked in May with the proof of work change on the BTC chain. And all they're going to have to do, think about this, think about this. They're a centralized group of developers. Right now, five people, right? That's the biggest complaint about Bitcoin Core. It's just these five guys. <laughs> you know, whether Cobra is Luke or not, both Cobra and Luke have called for a proof of work change. Okay. It's going to happen. So think, I mean, really think about the ramifications of something like that. If you can now... Change, what if they just, okay, I'm going to change the block time on BTC to be uh, two minutes. So now miners are going to get block rewards every two minutes. Oh, Bitcoin Cash is, is jumping in value? Ooh, we're just going to, you know, manipulate the market, change the proof of work algorithm, incentivize, quote unquote, miners to stay with our chain, right? We'll see. But I think May is going to unlock a lot of big things for Bitcoin Cash and the understanding that it is Bitcoin is it's already starting. Our hash rate has doubled since the beginning of April for the most, but well, depending on points in time, it's about doubled on average. I would I say about double, but it's yeah, it's up, it's up for sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it's uh, May's going to be interesting. May's going to be really interesting. Well, and I'm, and I keep telling I'm not saying May it, is coming. We're not saying this in the context of like, oh, like, suck it. I'm actually very concerned that we're going to 
You're going to see a lot of people lose money. You're going to see it. Now, I think another thing to keep an eye on, too, is regulation in the United States, at least. Um, I think that is, that's, I don't know, that is something to keep an eye on, because they've been kind of, you know, looming it around. Um, they, I don't know, some guy says, you know, it takes a while for it to get put down, but when it does, it sure does grind its teeth, you know. <laughs> so and that's something to keep an eye on, too. It's just been kind of sitting there. And we haven't really seen anything come out in terms of the U.S. government. But, you know, my whole thing is adoption, adoption, adoption. The more people you get to use it, the more you can't necessarily stop it. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. And Especially in, like, poor countries as well. Um, we'll start to really get people to think about this. Really, st- I mean, if anyone on the BTC, we haven't heard one peep out of anybody, not on the cash side of things, which is interesting, I guess. I don't know, but I really thought we'd have someone like either trolling us or something at this point. But if you're on the course of things, like, and you're listening to this, really stop and think. Like, Bitcoin never had a scaling problem to begin with. Anyone that's telling you it has a scaling problem doesn't know what they're talking about. They Or they just fundamentally misunderstand what they're talking about. Is really, I think, the root of it. Right. If you think it has a scaling problem, prove it. And guess what? You can't prove that because it doesn't have a scaling problem. Like Satoshi said from the very beginning, where he said it can scale to Visa levels with existing hardware. And that was in 2008. It's even better now. 2009, I think. Right. That's when he said that. So, if the scaling problem doesn't exist, and, and you have to now understand, okay, I've been lied to by these quote-unquote experts, why do we need SegWit? Why do we need Lightning Network? Why do we need Replace by Fee? And who benefits? And who benefits when those things are in Bitcoin, forcing you to now use a Lightning Network system, that lets you make atomic swaps with any crypto whatsoever. And any of those cryptos can be inflated at will. Who, who wins? And I'm going to just go ahead and go out on a limb here and say, I don't know, maybe Blockstream wins? The company developing technologies for Lightning Network? The company that has forced Bitcoin into this roadmap of Bitcoin can't scale? They sure have blocked the stream. Yes, they have. And Adam Back... We've been putting some calls out to get him to debate Craig. Craig has offered a large sum of money to go to charity if Adam Back will step in front of a camera and debate him. I, I almost wanted to put a million dollars down to charity if Adam Back would debate Craig Wright. I don't have a million dollars, but I can have a yeah. guarantee I would have never had to spend that million dollars. You know what I mean? It would have been a great right. publicity stunt. <laughs> I think, too, like, why Why doesn't he want to talk about it? Why doesn't he want to have a debate? I know. You know, and, it, and it's because he can't. He yeah. can't back things up. He's got no arguments. You saw, it, you saw it with Samson, too. Oh, my God. In the Roger Ver debate. His body language? His, yeah. You could study. That should be in schools. His body language. 
man, he was nervous. Yeah. So, look, this episode's kind of pretty run-of-the-mill for anyone that actually kind of turned it into a little bit of a rant. Yeah, but, but anyone who knows what Bitcoin Cash is, that's... This is a pretty standard stuff. We haven't really said anything new, I don't think, to anybody listening yeah. that is keeping up with this stuff. But this needs to really be reiterated, in my opinion. It really just needs to be reiterated until we have capture of Bitcoin. Until BTC is dead. And a lot of people don't want to hear that. But BTC needs to die before any of this gets better. Because as long as BTC exists... It, it is an attack vector against the actual Bitcoin. Because it, it, now anyone can go on TV and say, Bitcoin is this, Bitcoin is this, Bitcoin is this. And it could be very true if they're talking about BTC. We need to change the narrative to where anyone talking about Bitcoin is talking about Bitcoin Cash. Because Bitcoin Cash is how Bitcoin was always meant to be. And, and so, again, we're probably preaching to the choir here, but this needs to like really hone in this idea that we can... You know, as Craig would say, like how he said it in our interview, right? This isn't a kumbaya, right? This isn't everyone sitting around, we're all going to exist with our coins and whatever else. This is a battle for peer to peer electronic cash that enables global free trade. That's and why we're with here. Global free trade, it creates little kumbayas. <laughs> yeah, then we can have kumbayas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, but it does, you know. It, Global free trade, I think people really don't understand that because we've never seen it before. Um, I mean, we've seen free markets within small societies succeed, I think. And I, because I, a lot of people that I talk to, too, sometimes they're like, that's just not going to work. That's never going to happen. And I'm not saying it's going to happen like in the next three years either, you know? This is the long-term idea of how the world is going to function. And I don't think anyone's really thinking about that. No one's thinking about 10 years down the road. They're thinking about tomorrow. And, you know, I think sometimes we should take things day by day, you know, in terms of working and stuff that little tasks, little projects that we do. But you have to have a vision of where we're going to be. And with no vision... You let other people create that vision. And right now, I don't like the people that are creating that vision. <laughs> and, you know, you kind of just thought, maybe think of something just on a larger scale of things. If what people like Blockstream and Core, whatever, have convinced us, they've now created an entire ecosystem of people arguing over technical stuff. The entire ecosystem of people arguing over, well, the block size needs to be this because of this. Well, uh, we need SegWit because of this. And, and, and so the battles that you're talking about become, in, they become internal conflict around things that don't actually bring a distributed peer-to-peer -peer money to people. You see what I mean? So, and I say this a lot. If we had never had to argue about the scaling debate, I can almost guarantee you I could have gone to the bar down the street and paid in Bitcoin. If the scaling debate was never a thing, adoption would be years ahead where it is, okay? And then you and I would be sitting here talking about how are we going to get the other 30% of the globe to know about Bitcoin? How are we going to get the 
third world countries to have reliable infrastructure and systems to use this, right? It, it, it would be a much, it would be, the problems it would be solving would be bringing free trade to people. It wouldn't be, how do we get 1% more efficiency out of my, uh, <laughs> segwit block? You know what I mean? You see what I mean? Right. And I just think from right. a political idea, like, what is more dangerous to quote-unquote the powers that be that everyone in Bitcoin loves to think we're fighting, right? I would argue global free trade is the bigger threat to them than the technical limitations of Bitcoin and how it scales. You see what I mean? And so by, by co-opting Bitcoin into this we-can't-scale thing, it's just... First of all, there's no actual discussion on how am I going to how am I going to bring free trade to Africa? How am I going to bring free trade to Venezuela? How am I going to bring free trade to Russia? How am I bring free trade to anywhere? You see what I mean? That no one's now talking about that, and that's what Bitcoin has always been. It's been an economic system that cryptography is used in, not the other way around. Right, and. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I really just, every single time I talk to people about this, I really, really just try to put down the utility aspect of it too. You know, without utility, it's nothing but a Ponzi scheme. So we have to make sure we're using this. And in order to make sure if people will use it, you have to offer some kind of upside too, you know? And right now, the upside with Core isn't there at all. Bitcoin Cash is cheap. For merchants to adopt it, it's great. They get to cut down on transaction costs. They, it, for them, it incentivizes them to want to use it. Because um, that's the biggest thing, too. I have, like People are stubborn. They don't like change. They don't. You have to incentivize them to change. You have to give them a little push. Um, and reducing their transactional costs is a great way to start bringing adoption here. And then also, for countries that need some kind of currency system, a stable currency, you know, this is great too. And because we were just kind of talking about um, like core and spending it, being able to spend it. If, if, we, if we're supposed to spend it, okay, on the core side, well, on the core side, I don't know, they're talking about not even spending it anymore, just hodling, hodling, moon, Lambo. What's the point of QR codes then? You know, what's the point of mobile wallets, things like that? It's it's ridiculous. It, it's ridiculous. And this, I'm, I apologize to the viewers if they're like these guys are just ranting this episode. I'm sorry, but it's just I don't know. It it is kind of getting getting old. You know. Yeah, it is. And the whole Bitcoin dot com doing doing that. I guess triggered triggered some things. Well, the sooner but, the sooner we can move on from BTC, the sooner we can start building. What's being built on BTC right now? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. There's lightning. The lightning's being but built. What does that mean? There's only being built. So then, okay. Once you finally get Lightning Network secure, which by the way, Bitcoin is already secure as cash. Then, okay, Lightning Network is maybe hypothetically secure. 20 years down the road, probably, at this rate. And when I mean secure, I mean I'm comfortable sending a million dollars over the network. 
Tell me when someone does that. Okay. People do that in Bitcoin as cash all the time. So right now, Bitcoin Cash is at 15% of BTC. But what's being built on Bitcoin Cash? Everything. We have a Twitter now. We have a fully functional Twitter, essentially, in the form of memo.cash. We have a fully functional Reddit, in the case of yours.org. We have a fully functional... I mean, the list is endless. Joystream. I mean, the kind of solutions that we're building that are going to economize the world, that are going to turn everything you do into a matter of economics, is all being done on Bitcoin Cash. So if you're sitting here as an investor who does care about your moon Lambos and your HODL and all that crap, there's only one coin that actually has a oh, future. Crap. So I'm not, I don't yeah. care what you do with your money because I really don't care about you as a speculator. But think. And, and, and one who has been thinking? Uh, I don't know. Whoever starting on April 18th started to buy Bitcoin Cash over BTC. So if you're now an investor and you're thinking, hmm, this Bcash scam is going to dump any day now, you might want to start rethinking. You might want to start rethinking. And, and I think, yeah, because uh, I, I painted out this like doom gloom kind of situation the other day to a couple of our buddies. Um, going back to utility, I know I really preface this, but... Like, let's just say Bcash is a scam, okay? Bitcoin Core is a scam, okay? If if people aren't using it and it dumps, then it dumps. It dumps to zero. If people are using it, that means there's some kind of value. Right. Whether it's a dollar, whether it's $500, whether it's two cents, if people are using it to transact, it is worth some kind of value in order to trade. And the doom-gloom situation that I posed the other day was what happens if all these exchanges get shut down on a massive, massive level, okay? Which coin do you want to be holding? Do you want to be holding the one that's completely speculative, that's going to get crashed and burned by exchanges getting shut down? Or are you going to want the one that's actually being used? That will, may have some kind of future in the next 10 years of gaining back um, adoption in exchanges later on. You know, if, if we're looking at investment purposes. Because I can tell you right now, all the speculative coins right now, if, if exchanges get shut down, that is getting, that, that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt a lot of people. Because there's really not that many people that are actually using this stuff yet. No one is. Uh, people aren't even using Ethereum. I know a right. lot of people don't like to hear that, but CryptoKitties was being used, and then they said, oh, wait, we can't. That bogs down the network. Hey, CryptoKitties, come on over to Bitcoin Cash. We'll, we'll yeah, we welcome throw it. you into the next 8-megabyte block and soon to be 32-megabyte block. Right. Come November, there won't be a block size. You can throw whatever the heck you want. You can spam the network all you want. We'll do crypto dogs too if we want. You know, <laughs> yeah. not to hate, not to hate on dog people. You know, I'm a dog person, right? 
We have crypto kitties and crypto dogs and crypto giraffes. Whatever crypto animal you want. We have the entire animal kingdom in Bitcoin Cash. Exactly. And and that's that's where I'm putting my money. I'm putting my money into good money. Which doesn't uh, which people don't necessarily understand that yet. But I think they will. I think they will soon. So well, we're pretty close to an hour here. Pretty simple podcast, right? But I think yeah, very simple. Um, I think just getting that Bitcoin BCH really narrative out there, getting people to start to think, what is Bitcoin? Yeah, really start to question yourself. If you're on yeah. there, so this really I, isn't for. That's the thing. I just want to start questioning people. You know, I want people to start thinking, thinking by themselves, not what uh, what other people are telling them. You know, don't listen to me. Don't listen to everything that I say. I could be wrong on half of this stuff. I don't know. <laughs> it's my it's just what I think, you know. I've done a lot of research in this. So I mean you can value that if you want. But don't listen to me. Don't listen to that um odd IT guy that's telling you that you should, you need to invest in this stuff. You need to start throwing your money. And actually this brings up a good point too at the at the meetup that we had. Um the guy that hosted it for us, he was he asked me, he's like, So what are you what are you trying to sell here? It's like I'm not trying to sell you anything. He's like <laughs> cause you see he was like, what what is this? Like, is this a scam or something? Like what what exactly are you trying to sell me here? And I was like, To be honest, dude, I'm not I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm just trying to teach people about it. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to teach people to start, you know, challenging Challenging themselves to you know, start thinking about a new global free market system and think about what that means for us in the next 10 years. So I, I'm not just selling anything. I haven't told any one of my friends, that, like, oh, you need to buy this. You need to buy Bitcoin Cash. I mean, I advise it. I say Bitcoin Cash has utility. but And like my parents, you know, they asked me, like, like, do we need to start buying this stuff then? Like, are you trying to get us to buy? And I'm like, you know what? I, no, like, I'm not trying to get you to buy it. I'm just trying to make you think differently. And it's your choice to buy it. You have every every right to buy what you want. Okay. But I'm just trying to make sure that people are educated and don't get burned at the end of the day. And this is why we need debate. This is why we need people like Adam back to put their money where their mouth is and start debating. Because you need people to start understanding this stuff. When Roger took on Samson, when he came to the end of it, it was very clear as to who had the, the right position, who had the, the logical position as to what Bitcoin was supposed to be. And it's why I would love to have someone on this. Like, You shouldn't be listening. You know, you said, don't listen to me. Don't listen to her. And don't listen to Richard Hart. Don't listen to Doug Polk. You know, don't listen to all these, like, talking heads that are making a career off of telling you something. Right? Right. That's not our And I think, goal. yeah. And I think you're going to have some people, too, come back and say, you guys are listening to Craig Wright and everything he has to say. Blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, we are listening to him, okay? I'm also listening to other people, too. I'm also doing other research. I'm coming up with my own opinions. And everything that I've seen so far 
I mean, it, Craig Wright's getting most of it right. Well, and, and it's just a tactic to bring everything into personalities, too. You know what I mean? It's why they talk we, about Roger. We talked about this on this, to Satoshi Nakamoto's dad, yeah. too. Ideas and personalities. It's a way to tie people to ideas. And you, you can attack the person without having to attack the idea in any coherent way. Right? Right. And that's why I, I really... I, uh, we're going we're gonna to relentlessly push on this, I think. Because we should get... It, it should be on all of us to make a fuss about it and try and get people like Adam back to actually state their position publicly. They've gotten away with this for so long because they haven't done anything publicly. They haven't actually tried to defend what they have to say in an open forum. You know? Right. That yeah, I feel end. like on the Bitcoin Cash side, you have like talks and presentations like weekly almost. Like I, I log into YouTube sometimes. I'm like, all right, what do we got today? Like, oh, sweet. You know, I really see like a new video pop up on Twitter. Ryan Charles's awesome. stuff he's been doing. I don't know if you've been watching those videos, but anyone listening, I recommend you go watch what he's been. He's been doing video blogs again, and they've been really good. But yeah. Anyway, we're about over an hour here. We're over an hour for sure. Yeah, I think uh, it's a good way to close. Um, Simple podcast. Sorry if anyone takes this show as a rant, you know, but. I think the main learning point for today, though, is, I don't know, we started got, we have to start bringing education to people, because um, clearly it, it, it isn't out there, you know, it is, from what I've seen, it is not out there, and we just need to start educating people, not trying to get them to buy, just educate them, teach them. And that's on everybody, know? that's on everybody. Yeah, spark their interest a little bit, ignite, ignite something in them to go down that rabbit hole, you know, to see, see what it's all about. It's a global free market that we're trying to promote here. And Bitcoin Cash is Bitcoin. So, good luck, Bitcoin Core. I wish you the best with your lightning. I truly do. I truly wish you the best because you're going to need it. You are <laughs> going to need it. <laughs> yeah, really, though. Well, so cool. We're looking All forward right. to spamming the blockchain on Memo, spamming the blockchain on yours. Yep. So much spam yep. we're all going to introduce into the blockchain, and we'll mm -hmm. see which blockchain dies first: Bitcoin BCH or Segwitcoin. Yep. And uh, also, I think you know, kind of moving forward, um, we've talked to some other guests too some potential people that are going to hop on the show too. So, you know, hopefully soon we can start setting up interviews. I think we need to do some testing on our end to make sure <laughs> that we can appropriately do that. Cause we don't want to have a, uh, have a crappy sound quality. Cause we sure did get a lot of crap about it. You guys. Yeah. I love I, the feedback from it. You guys are awesome. I mean, I, I do, I, I really do love the feedback cause you know, it only makes us better. So. Well, I think the thing is, too, the interview with Craig was, I think, the first, first time a decent amount of people had heard us. <laughs> right. So we got yeah. the episode one treatment again with a ton of people. Someone yep. was like, you guys are a podcast, for fuck's sake. I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. We're just too... I don't think people like, realize we are just idiots. Too, yeah, like... Two idiots with the mics. <laughs> that, 
like to talk about Bitcoin Cash. $30 mics on Amazon, dude. <laughs> if someone has a micro, microphone recommendations, you can send them to us and we'll consider it. Yeah. I just yeah don't like... Any um, other podcasts that are out there um, have any recommendations? All right. Let's close it up. Grab the surfboards. Hit the waves. Hit the PCH waves. I think uh, hit the mempole waves. We'll be at the beach next week together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we will. That'll be an exciting time. All right. We'll have to do a show. Yeah, we'll have to. All right. See you later, Connor. All right.